0: Welcome to Therapy and Technology. I'm your host, Jessica Bullock. Thank you for tuning in to this conversation about all things technology and how we integrate it into our counseling profession. Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of Therapy and Technology. And I am excited to do this particular episode because this is a topic that has been at the forefront of our profession. And many of us are thinking about reopening. So since this COVID-19 crisis, we have shifted in the way we think about private practice, all of us. And we are reshaping, literally reshaping the way we do business. Technology has gratefully afforded us an opportunity that otherwise would have left us in a very disparaging place. I don't know about you all, but I'm so happy that I was born during this time because I'm trying to think about what I would have done had I not had technology during this crisis. And just thinking about that makes me so grateful for all of the tech advances. This is real talk. I'm just really grateful for all the tech advances. So some of us who may still see clients face to face have not seen them in a very long time. And now that the world is reopening, you may be thinking about reopening as well. And you may have already gone back to your practice part-time. Some of you may even be thinking about never going back. <laughs> However, regardless of where you are in this process, we all know that there is a new way to do things now. The world won't ever be the same. We have to think about new precautions and systems for our, pra- for our practices and our clinics. And I put up a post the other day that said, let's not go back to normal. Let's go back to better. So I'm excited about this direction that we're going in. Let's go back to better. And so according to the American Medical Association, they have some recommendations that we should look at. And I'm going to just review just a few and just give you some some pointers from what I have been talking to my colleagues and other people about. So the American Medical Association gave... Uh, some guidelines regarding how to reopen your practice, and they pulled a lot of their information from the CDC. So I'll be highlighting, I believe, one, two, three, four, four ways, four things for you to consider, four things for you to think about when reopening your business. Okay, so the first one, make a plan for going back to the office. So I know many of us are just like, you know what, I'm going to go back in increments. I'm going to do this, that, and the other, but literally take some time to sit down and make a plan for going back to your office. I've spoken with many colleagues in the past few weeks and some are already back full time. Some are slowly adding a day or two per week and others are not going back until this fall 2020 or even till next year, 2021. So whatever category you fall in, you need to make a plan that suits your needs keeps you safe, will keep your clients safe, and even give you the lifestyle that you want. And I know a lot of us have been thinking about what we want our lives to look like, like, especially since we have been integrating so much tech into our lives and spending more time with family and friends. So your plan should consider, first of all, all the supplies you may need, like Lysol, additional masks, and even a notice for the waiting area. I know many of my colleagues are not allowing non-client members to come and wait in a waiting room, so the waiting area may be closed. So I would strongly recommend read your CDC guidelines on how to open up the physical space and how to clean up at the end of the day. They have a really cool diagram on how to clean up the, the physical space at the end of the day. And of all of this, of course, is being done to maintain a clean atmosphere. So um, think about two reopening incrementally. So that brings me to my next point. You want to think about a modified schedule. Some days in the office and some days out of the office. If you have an admin team, they may be able to work remotely for a short period of time. And you can even slowly integrate them coming back into the office. But the goal is to keep the number of people reduced. So still reducing the number of people inside. And I know in some states they even have stated that no more than 10 people in the office at one time or in a space at one time. And if you have a group practice, this is something that you may want to consider. Staggering appointments, staggering counseling appointments, and things of that nature. Third thing is establish a system for your clients. Now, the CDC even still has put out there that they want people to still wear their masks, but we all know we can't do therapy with masks on. So you may need to pre-screen your clients and put out some verbiage stating to them that if they've been sick within the past two weeks or month, that their visits will continue to be via telehealth. And hand washing may be something you wanna consider prior to each visit. I also mentioned before that you wanna move magazines from waiting areas, anything that a client or a person may touch, you wanna remove. Lastly, all cash payments. If you have cash payments that you typically take from clients within an office, You should still consider having your clients pay electronically. I will never go back to cash, ever. And so I will strongly recommend you think about that because there's so many germs on money and we just need to be very careful about just the spreading of this disease and making sure that we're doing everything in our power to keep down the risk, okay? So those clients who have compromised health issues, speaking about risk, may need to calculate the risk of their coming back into the office. And so they should be the ones who are probably brought in in at the end of the phases that you execute to reopen your office. So if you have clients who have like comorbidities and suffer with diabetes or asthma, you may not want them coming to your office. Think about having them come in when, you know, everything is even more safe. So, my last point is review your practices and informed consent. Now, I know that we always talk about informed consent and how technology is involved in that. But this really kind of just happened out of the blue all of these things, uh, you know, the technology, people adding tech <laughs> adding tech policies, and I'm pretty sure even after practicing with tech and online counseling, you even have more informed consent policies that you've come up with. And now if you're one of those people who don't have anything to add or change or consider about your telehealth policies during during this time, you may not be thinking broadly enough. So I would encourage you to speak to a friend, a colleague, and collaborate about things that maybe they've added or have changed to update their informed consent because I'm pretty sure you may not be thinking about something. And so, you know, just really look at your informed consent. What are some of the things that happening and you were like, oops, or... You know, maybe you didn't add the different types of ways you take payments now. You know, just think out of out of the box that you used to think in regarding your informed consent, and think about some of the even apps you use and the different technologies you use, uh, in your practice now that you didn't use before, and add that to your informed consent, or have a conversation with your clients about about them, and let them know that they'll be receiving a new electronic informed consent to sign. So I hope that these four tips help. So I'll just review them really quick again. One, make a plan for going to the office. I personally love phases. Like I love make all my plans have phases, like phase one, phase two, phase three, so, and so on. So make a plan for going back to the office. Two, think about opening incrementally with uh, a modified schedule. So again, maybe having your admin come in during phase two rather than right in the beginning of phase one. To minimize the number of people in the office three establish a system for your clients like i said before the cdc still wants people to wear their masks and you should consider all the other things you know regarding verbiage and um, stating whether or not they have been sick pre-screenings cash payments and things of that nature and lastly, review your practices' informed consent. You can never read that informed consent enough. It's a living document. It changes, it could change from one week to the next. So just make sure you review your practices' informed consent. So I hope this helps. And for those of you who are listening to us for the first time, we have further conversations regarding using technology in practice. And you can feel free to join our Facebook group, Therapy and Technology. We have a training that's going to be coming up every month for the rest of the year. So June through December, we have a few trainings that we will be offering. And uh, we really look forward to you joining us. So happy reopening to all of you. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at support at jessicabullock.org. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Therapy and Technology. Until next time, rate, subscribe, share with a friend, and I hope you try something new today.